All right. Well, I want to first say thank you to Aaron for letting me speak this morning. Um, and um, like John Fashion, everything always goes correctly. And Fred is out this morning, and Fred deserves to be out. He is um, uh, out visiting his daughters this morning, and so, um, and this, I guess, this past week. So uh, we miss Fred a lot when he's not here because he controls a lot of things which I'm finding out, like the mic. Um, and so um, I just want to say, you know, uh, I appreciate Pastor Aaron letting me come in and speak um, and um, also uh, being able to speak in front of you guys. Um, I'm going to speak on something a little bit interesting this morning, and I may ruffle your feathers just a little, which is something I'm kind of good at. And um, but don't worry. It'll all turn out okay, I promise. Um, and... Uh, the uh the did you put it up there okay well it doesn't really matter so here's the other thing is i don't make fancy slides and all that good stuff either so you know and and what it i do it for a purpose and if you didn't bring your bible then now you'll know why i do it on purpose so you'll bring your bible um but if you have your phone you can open up to the passages that i'm i'm saying and we'll go from there i make one slide and that's all you get i'm pretty fancy with stuff um, and so this morning we're going we're gonna to talk about pride. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to tell you from where I'm at right now. Um, pride is an issue in my life and it's not in the way you guys think it is. Um, and if you guys know me, I try my best to hide. I try to, try to stay out of everybody's way. Um, and um, this is part of pride. This is so when I speak, I always speak on things that I'm dealing with and, and things that I have, my, my heart is dealing with. And so this morning we're going to talk about pride. And um, uh, I always start out by what I'm talking about by trying to find the definition of what I'm going to be looking at because I want to know what it means. Um, and pride um, says a high or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity, importance, merit, or superiority. Um, and here's what it says in Proverbs, um, Proverbs 8, 13, and 14. And just so you know, I'm going to be coming out of several different verses or different kinds of Bibles this morning. I'm going to be doing ESV. Uh, some are going to be the Passion. I think I might have the message in there somewhere. Uh, so if you're looking and going like, wow, I don't know what's going on. It's just because I'm coming out of several different places. But in Proverbs 8, uh, 13 through 14, it says this. It says, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. So it's pretty clear that God is saying that he hates pride. It, it says it several, several times in there. It's, uh, and and here's, here's, here's one of the things. Uh, pride is one of the most acceptable sins, at least I think. If I was to get up here right now and I was to look at you guys and I was to say, guys, I am dealing with a bad drug problem or sexual sin or something, you know, what you all would say, man, get that guy out of here. We need to get him off the stage. He shouldn't be up there. But if I tell you I'm dealing with pride, you know what it looks like? It's, oh, it's okay. We all deal with it. It's okay. It's a very, very accepted sin, but it's one that kills, and it's one that will destroy. Um, uh, so uh, God, and, and it says that God opposes the proud and he hates it. He uses some strong language in there. It says, it says why, why is pride such a bad thing? Well, many way smarter people than me uh, say that you can trace back the root of so many other sins back to pride. C.S. Lewis said this, and, and he said this, sexual sin, anger, greed, drunkenness, etc., are nothing in comparison to pride. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice, and this is, this is the part where it says, it says, it is the complete anti-God state of mind. And God hates pride because it will ruin relationships. And it will keep you from getting to heaven because it will not allow you to say, I need a savior. Um, the challenge of doing this message is this, is the people that probably should be hearing this or the people that are probably not hearing this, the people that don't want to hear it because they don't have pride. Well, that's your pride. So if you're sitting there saying that and you're, you're online or you're hearing that, um, 
I'm going to tell you this. I'm speaking directly to you this morning because that's your pride. See, we all deal with it. Um, Pride to any degree that creeps in our lives is always toxic and dangerous to relationships. Um, I believe that if the church will look, uh, if the church will look to humility, that not overnight, or we will, we or not overnight, we won't remove or eradicate what is going on in our world, um, or every problem in the world, but we will unify and begin healing in our world. With all that's going on right now, with all the crazy stuff in it, there's, oh man, we could use a little bit of humility right now. And I promise that is a good thing. It will heal us. Um, So this is what we're going to walk through this morning. We're going to walk through three points. Um, And uh, we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 2, where Paul talks about pride and humility. The three things that we're going to look at is how pride presents itself what pride prevents in our life, and where pride ends. Uh, Philippians, um, <clears throat> Paul wrote to the uh, church of Philippi from jail, and he said this in Philippians 2.3. It says, be free from pride, filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but authentic humility. Put others first and the view of others as more important than yourselves. As we begin the conversation about pride, one of the challenges um, <clears throat> is where pride masquerades itself in your life. And I, when I look at this, pride is sometimes easy to spot and it's sometimes very, very hard to spot. We all know that cocky guy that is all about himself. He's, he'll talk to you about all his trophies he won in high school or his big old truck, which I don't understand. I, Maybe it's just because I drive a Subaru. I don't understand really, really big trucks, especially if you're not on a farm. Um, just my, my thing. But you know those guys that you know that they're, they're real cocky. You know you can see the pride just almost dripping off of them. But there is also pride that is sometimes not so noticeable in our lives. And I think this is what gets us in trouble. I think this is what um, we don't recognize it in our own lives, that it is pride. Um, and we all know people that struggle with pride, whether it be the kind that you can see outright or pride that you can't see. Pride, um, it's an obsession with self-focus, um, which is what pride, uh, you know, pride can pop up in a lot of different ways. Um, it can pop up as self-love, but it also can pop up as self-hate because at the center of your thoughts and your focus is still self. Pride can pop up as insecurity, you're afraid to talk, you're afraid of what other people think of you, um, um, and, um, uh, and, and, and you're, you're, because at the center of your thought, um, it is still you. I think this is the one that I deal with the most. Um, I, when I hear something or something about me or something or rather, or whatever, I kind of crawl up, my insecurity comes in. Um, but at the center of it all, I'm still thinking about me. Some of the quietest people you know um, are the people that struggle with pride um, because they're scared. Um, sometimes the Bible commands us to speak, and uh, they're too afraid to speak uh, because they were afraid of what people might think. So it's not always clear if someone is dealing with pride. Um, it could also look like being judgmental of other people's struggles with sin. Just because you don't have that sin in your life or you don't have that thing that you're dealing with, pride could come up as you being judgmental of them um, because you look down on them. So pride also uh, looks like taking credit for things that you didn't earn or deserve. The Bible says that everything you have been given is a gift of God's grace in your life. In 1 Corinthians, it says this. It says, for what gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? It says, what have you received that hasn't been given to you by God? Your job, the mind you have, your looks, the family, where you were born. All of it, Paul says, is foolish to be prideful about. 
Because it was all given to you as a gift that you can't take credit for it. It says, pride is saying, look at all I got and taking credit for it. I worked really hard. I earned this. Pride looks like entitlement instead of gratitude. And I think that we all fall into this trap. Look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. Well, this is a huge fall for us because nothing, and you know, it's, it's interesting when you become like a Christian, like right away, like your heart is so big and so swelled and it's easy to capture God. Fast forward to 20, 30 years later down the road, it starts to turn inward, starts to turn self. Look what I did. The wonderment of God is just kind of gone and your pride becomes so big and so ugly um, that you kind of forget what ha- where it all came from. See, everything that you have, everything that has been given to you is given to you by a gift, including your salvation. And we still look at it as look at me, look at me, look at me. Pride looks defensive. We all know this person, the person that is, uh, doesn't want to listen. He's always right. Um, you know, pride, um, you know, and, and it can, um, we, we've ran across people like these in many of our lives, whether it be at work, whether it be at church, whether it be out anywhere, um, people that are always right, people that won't back down, people that will, no matter if they're wrong, they're still right. Um, pride can look like shame. For Christians that are trusting in Jesus, pride can look like shame because I'm saying my sin is more powerful than grace than the grace of God. Pride can look like being stressed out because I'm so worried and I'm filled with the, I, I have everything on my back. The whole world is resting on me, which is a lie. But it's still me at the center at it. Pride can look like being easily offended. Someone who is prideful is often easily offended because you hit self, and the most important thing in the entire universe is self. Pride looks like unwillingness to forgive till someone else owns their part. How many of you have been there? I know I've been there a bunch of times. It says pride can pop up in many different ways. Pride is kind of like bad breath. <laughs> you don't know you have bad breath until somebody says you have bad breath. Um, Hopefully, I carry enough gum in my car. If you have bad breath, I can give you some after service. Um, But you don't know until somebody's standing in front of you and they're like, wow, what is that stink going on? Well, you just don't know. Sometimes you carry that with you. And... um, What I, what I want you to do, um, and this is just part of the first thing, but this week, here's what I want you to do, and we'll get into this a little bit more here in a while, but if I was to, um, if, I, uh, if I was to ask somebody close to me, somebody that really knew me, where pride manifested in my life, I'm sure there would be no short of answers. I'm sure they'd have a lot of good things to say about where all my pride is at. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want, you to, I want you to pick on your pride a little bit. I want you to ask people that are closest to you and be honest with them. Here's the thing. That's one thing that we're afraid of. We're afraid of being honest with each other. Be honest with each other. Ask where your pride is. is, is where, 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 can you, where, can I, um, um, where can you see that in my life? Um, where am I prideful at? I know that in my life, um, pride can uh, be many different things. And um, this is why I um, would ask of you to talk to people. Um, I'm learning this very slowly in a very hard way, is that sometimes you have to ask for help. You have to look beyond yourself and sometimes your pride has to be um, stomped on a little bit because you need to hear from other people. And um, so this week, ask the people that are closest to you. Um, and I don't know where pride pops up in your life, um, 
But here's the thing, if you're looking at yourself and saying, well, I don't have any, well, I promise you, you do just because of that comment. Um, and so looking at what Paul said, defining humility, what does pride prevent us from having in our own life? And here it is, specifically relationships. Pride is the enemy of relationship, relationships. Paul says in humility, take care of other people, putting them before yourself. Be less concerned about yourself and more concerned about others. But pride comes in and says, don't care about them. Focus on yourself. Um, and you turn your focus inward and you create a prison. And when you create that prison, you start to lock out other people. You start to lock out God and you put yourself into that prison where I'm not willing to listen to other people. Um, anytime pride is present, the enemy or saying is working and winning and he wants to take and drive a wedge as far down as he can, causing division um, because he hates relationships. And pride is the enemy of relationships. It kills them every single time. Pride will prevent and shut you out from true greatness in your life. In order to be truly great, Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, 4 through 3, it says you are to lead by a different model. I don't, I don't know if you all heard that. It says... You are to lead by a different model. It says, if you want to be the greatest one, then live as the one called to serve others. The path to promotion and prominence comes by having the heart of a bond slave who serves everyone. For, every, for even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone. And to give his life as a ransom price in exchange for the salvation of many. And I look at that verse and it says, and I, and I really, that, that beginning just says, uh, you are led to be a different model. I think this is where we as the church are failing pretty hard. Is we care. We care a little bit. But it's about looking at yourself and putting yourself aside and putting everybody in front of you. I think I've told my kids this plenty of times, and I tell this to everybody else. Everybody else comes first. You can come fourth, fifth, down the road, whenever that is, maybe tenth, actually. But we're going to get everybody through and figure them out first. And I think what happens is, is we, we get in this mode of where we let pride creep in a little bit and we'll help and we'll do what we can but that's it and it says that the son of man did not come expecting to be served but to serve everyone and to give his life the ransom price in exchange for salvation of many he redefines what greatness is this is why pride prevents us from ever having true greatness because you're unwilling to be a servant. In verse 44, it says, The path to promotion and prominence comes by having the heart of a bond slave who serves, it doesn't say some people, it says serves everyone. It doesn't mean the people that you agree with you serve. It says everyone. It doesn't mean the people that you don't get a lot. It says everyone, everyone. Serving requires humility. Pride also prevents you from growing. In Proverbs, it says this in twelve fifteen. It says a fool in love with his own opinion, but wisdom means being teachable. I think for the most part, we all think we're right. I think that uh, we uh, believe uh, that we are. I mean, you wouldn't hear us saying we're wrong. Um, the difference is, is in this verse, one is willing to listen to others and receive instruction, and the other, the fool, is saying, I know I'm right, I will always be right, and nothing will change. And the wise person is not saying they're wrong, they're just willing to listen. Provide, pride prevents you from growing and listening and receiving feedback from other people in your life. The degree that you're unwilling to listen to other people is a degree which you are not going to grow. Grow in your faith, grow in your maturity, grow overall. 
Finally, pride prevents you um, with a relationship with God. And this one's pretty important. It says, pride prevents you from coming to a place where you say, I need a Savior. I just don't need another chance. I'm not a good enough person. It prevents you from seeing God as perfect and holy, and you are not being worthy of it. Jesus in Matthew 5 says this, and this one's, uh, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, uh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? If I see myself as not worthy, if I'm going to have a relationship with God, then that is not, that, that's not because I've earned it or deserve it. It's because God is going to initiate. God has provided a way for that to happen. I believe, this, I believe that pride in this is what sends most people to hell. Um, that they never arrive at this place, that I'm not good enough person. I'm not ever going to be deserving a relationship with God. I try to pay my taxes, and you probably heard this. I try to pay my taxes. I, I've done good. I feed the homeless every once in a while. I'm a good enough person. God's, God's going to accept a good person. But the Bible says there are no good people, and the, and the only those who recognize that they don't bring anything to the table are willing to accept the free gift that God is giving, um, or, and, and they're going to experience eternity with God. Pride doesn't just end relationships. Um, pride will keep you out of heaven. Pride puts you in the opposition of God over and over and over. It says it in the Bible. In the Old Testament, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. It's as is he's showing you what team you're on. On one side you have the prideful, and on one side you have the side of humility with him. God is saying that this is the side you're on. You are uh, in complete opposition to me. You're not on his side. He hates it. Anytime that the attitude or the posture or the way you are operating uh, places yourself in opposition um, of the thing that God wants to bless, and God does bless. See, I don't know sports very well, but I kind of understand it in a, in a certain way. In fact, I don't know sports at all, so don't ask me to play sports. I can't play. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, running is stupid. Um, going to the mailbox is uh, enough for me, exercise. Um, there's one step up to the door, so, you know. I definitely get my one step a day um, if I go through that way. If not, then it's pretty easy. Um, but I do understand sports and sides. Um, and um, <laughs> there's two sides on, every, on almost every sport. Which side are you going to pick? Are you going to be on the prideful side or are you going to be on the humility side? Um, and um, just... A complete random side note. This is how my head works, just so you know. If you're looking at the bald spot in my head, I tried to cut my hair last night. It didn't turn out so well. Got some new clippers, and uh, I was like, I probably would have been better with a weed whacker in my hair, so just just don't look right here, okay? Um, but, <laughs> see, I told you I get sidetracked. But pride, back to that. Has anybody have any idea? This will blow your marbles. I hope it blows your marbles because this is how sad it is. Do you know how many selfies are taken a day? Anybody got a guess? Okay. 93 million selfies are taken a day. 93 million people are sitting there taking pictures of themselves. There's, there's actually a... This is, this is sad... There's actually a place or a, a site called uh, Death by Selfie. And in order to get on this site, you had to have died by taking a selfie. People are so enthralled with themselves and trying to take a picture of where they're at. They've been falling off the cliffs and done all kinds of other stuff because their focus is on themselves. Um, and... Um, it breaks my heart to hear that there's a site like that. It breaks my heart that there's 93 million people a day that have to take a picture of themselves. They have to post it and probably make it look a lot better than it probably looks. 
Anytime that pride enters into our hearts, it will cost us relationships, future marriages, etc. It will cost your life. It will cost your eternal life. If you're not willing, if you're not willing um, to put humility and accept um, your unworthy and undeserving in relationship with God, um, that you didn't do it, that He did it, then this is what's going to get us in trouble. It's killing our churches and it's killing our world, but it doesn't have to. You can see it in our news. You can see it in everything that we have. Nobody wants to back down. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to shake a hand. Nobody wants to give a hug. We're all fighting with each other. That's pride. That's just sin running rampant all over the world. And Paul says humility should mark the people of God. I'm a true believer that uh, in this, and just because I know, because of the way I look and the way I am, if you come find me and you know me, I may look a little intimidating up front, and I know you probably, I know some people are going like, eh, that guy leads worship, I don't have to, you know, and I know that coming up to me may look a little weird, but if you know my heart, like I know a lot of your hearts, you are marked with humility. I'll give you a prime example because I'm going to just embarrass him because I don't really care. And I have the microphone and he doesn't. So, But John, I've never met a person more that will bend over for you no matter what. I didn't have a car for a while. This guy gave up his car for me to drive. This is a guy that I look to, and, and I, you, can, you can ask Aaron. Um, I think the world's of you, John. And this is the kind of person that we, um, we need to be like. This is a great model of who he is. One day I got mad at him because I had his car and he needed to get to the church. You know what he did? He rode his bike all the way over here. I could have just went and picked him up, but he rode his bike all the way over here. And I think that if we put that in our hearts and if we, if we push that out there, um, we're going to look just like him. We're going to stink like him, which is a good stink. You smell good, John. I mean, I don't really smell you, but it's a good smell. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and I, and I, love, giving pri- I love giving examples because I love picking on people as well, but um, I always have to pick on Zach because Zach's always fun to pick on. Um, by the way, I was telling your wife, you're, you were America yesterday, by the way. Whew, that man looked like a flag. It was fantastic. But Zach, Zach knows when I'm down, because every time I'm down, you know what Zach does? He comes and finds me and asks me if I'm doing okay. Every single time. You know, that's Zach putting himself before anything else, and you know, making sure I'm all right. Um, Pastor Aaron, can't even tell you about that guy. That guy has um, one of the most humble guys I know. One of the, and um, if you're new here, please come back and see Aaron. Um, Aaron has been my, one of, probably my best friend since, I think this is 18 years we've been working together since we moved from Albuquerque into here. And I'll tell you what, Heron has been every step of my way. He has seen the worst of me. He's seen the best of me. And Aaron has always been a man of humility with me. Because when he could look at me and go, John, you're being a turd. You're being terrible. He builds me up. These are the things that we want to put in our lives. These are the things that, that we, we see in other people. And when it says that we should be marked by it, we, we, should, be, we should be able to see it in Christians. And um, And then also when you play with your iPad when you're 
going completely off of it, you lose where you are. But I'm really good about just kind of going off of it. Oh, here we go. Um, and our last point is this, where pride ends. This is, um, we, we, we took it this morning, we took communion this morning, and all I did was put on here is talk about God, <laughs> which could take a while. But we want to talk about humility. Um, not one of you in here in this building, and if you do, we'll talk about this later. Um, did not deserve anything. You don't deserve anything. But yet he went to, like I said this morning, he went and died a criminal's death for us. He took all the pain. He took everything. Um, gave up his life for me and you. He came to this earth, reflected perfection. He did nothing wrong. was completely wronged, though he was completely right. He was willing to move to such a degree that even if it cost him being crucified for people that didn't respect him or didn't want him or care about him, he was willing to do that. It's been said that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking about others more. Or thinking about yourself less. It's moving towards people in the conversation and moving towards owning your part before they even say they're sorry. In 1 Peter 5, it says this, Clothe yourself with humility towards one another, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives, but God, uh, but gives grace to the humble. And I thought about this, thought about this hard, and I will give you my great theological answer to this. You don't go to work without any pants on, right? Because it'll just be wrong, right? Yeah, probably going to get fired or you're going to get in trouble, one of the two, unless they're really lax there, which is whatever. But it says, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. So what does that mean? Every single day you have to put your humility on. Every single situation you walk in, you have to put your humility on. It doesn't mean that some days you can go without your pants. Sometimes it means... You have to put it on every single day. You have to look at every situation through other people's eyes. You gotta be willing to listen. I can't tell you this enough, that every single day you wake up, you need to put it on. The world is counting on us. They're broken, they're hurt. And if we walk out every day without our pants on, spiritually speaking without our humility we're going to be no different than they are so clothe yourself every day it says therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time he, humility looks good on everybody Pride doesn't look good at all. And I'll tell you this, um, for anybody that may be looking for somebody else, if you want to find somebody else, humility is a big thing. It's a very attractive thing. Um, it's not always comfortable to wear humility. Sometimes it may... Sometimes you may not want to go into a conversation wearing humility. You want to give them a piece of your mind. You want to give them what you think is correct. But I tell you, if you go into each conversation, each meeting, each time you meet somebody with humility, you're going to be first to listen and then to respond, if you even need to respond. Some of you may need to make a phone call when we're done. Some of you may need to call that person that wronged you. 
Oh, well, John, they haven't said they're sorry yet. I don't care. Some of you are going to have to have a tough conversation. So when you leave here today, think about it. Where does pride manifest itself in you? It could be all over the place. If you need to leave here and go make a phone call, if you need to leave here and have a conversation, how sad is it that our world is so prideful that families don't talk to each other? Friends that you've had for over 20 years don't talk to each other. But we call ourselves Christians. It's time to get over it. It's time to be big, put our big boy pants on and say, I love you and I'm sorry. Will it always work out? Probably not. But that's what God requires of us. Humility requires action not sitting on our seats. So it might not be comfortable for you to put on humility, but you have to push and you have to get through it. So we need to look every day at our life and where we can wear humility, where we can put it on, where we can be humble, and like I said, be quick to listen. I don't know what Jesus would say about you and where you're at with humility. Um, but I can tell you this. We all deal with it. In some part of our lives, we puff up our chests and we have it. Whatever length he has called you to go to is not anywhere close to the humility that he would die on a cross for you. I don't know where pride is in your life, but it's time. It's time to get us a little uncomfortable. Jesus says that this is the thing that brings healing. So like I said earlier, this week I want you to pick a fight with your pride. I want you to look at where it is in your life, what you can do to do different, but what can you do to be different in that part? I get you may be hurt. I get you may have a lot of things, but I, I'm put this in bold, and that usually means I'm pretty important, I guess. So, it says, how long are you going to live that way? How long are you going to let pride rule over your relationships? How long are you going to let pride in the way of your relationship with your sisters, your parents, your friends? How long are you going to hide behind your pride? And blame other people and point the finger, being willing to own your own part or whatever the conflict is. How long are you willing to keep it up? And here's the sad thing is some of you might be willing to keep it up forever. Because you're not willing to let it go. In conclusion, um, I put this, where are you at? Where's your life, your pride? Look deep, because as we talked about earlier, it's not always so easy to recognize. I don't know if this has encouraged you or discouraged you, but this guy's standing right here. Has pride. And like you, I got to deal with it. It may not be easy. It may not be 
the way that <laughs> you might think it should be because you're always right. So we know those people that are always right. We don't want to be those people. The church is being killed by, slowly, by pride. We're too fast to speak instead of listening. When those are things in our lives that are prominent and that we see problems with and we don't take care of them, what happens, fires begin and they become out of control in your life. And I don't know how much more clear I have to be. There's a lot of sins, I'll tell you this much, but it's not one of the sins that God looks at and says he hates the most. And this morning, I want you to really look at your life. I want you to be able to look deep down inside. And this may be a newsflash to some of you guys but it's not about you. It's always been about him. It always will be about him. It's never going to change. If it doesn't look or go back to the cross, then it is not worth it. The ultimate price was paid. The ultimate price or the ultimate humility was shown by him coming to the cross for you. And why are we so petty to carry this stuff with us? Well, it's sin. See, we don't, we don't recognize pride as being such a big thing, though, because everybody deals with it. Secretly, it's the one that's killing us the fastest. So we got to do better. And are we going to fail? Yeah, we're going to fail. But it's going to take us being together. It's going to take us talking together. It's going to take us being in uncomfortable places together. It's going to take us talking to people that are not comfortable, people that we may have not gotten along for a while. Or maybe you're just prideful of things. Could be that too. What runs your life? I, I've, I've, often, I've often always said this, and it's, What's in your number one, what's in your front seat with you? Is it your things? Is it or is it God sitting next to you? If you go look at my car seat probably right now, it'd probably give you a prime example of what's in my it's a mess. There's everything everywhere. junk everywhere. Is that you? Or is that a seat reserved for God? See, if we put our eyes on him and we look to the Father and we say, you are the guide, you are the you're what we need to look at. We shouldn't have to be prideful about much. Because he did it all for us. Everything that you got is his. Instead of focusing on self, instead of focusing on yourself, and becoming and it becoming depressing and it becoming part of your anxiety. If you continue down that road, it is going to cut you off from God, your friends, and everyone. So if you bought into that lie, you're going to lose. You cannot experience the life he wants you to have or that our church needs or the world needs unless he is the center of all it revolves around. And it should always revolve around him. I don't know how this will... um, and I put this, and I'm trying to, it says, I don't know how this will all come together. 
uh, in the world. But I do know this by looking at scripture that it can only happen if humility marks our lives by coming to the table listening. We need to look like Jesus. So where are you at this morning? We won't have to get super spiritual because that's not what I do. I'm not going to make you raise your hand. But I want you to examine your heart. I want you to look deep within. We can all do better. When you see somebody down and you see somebody broken or you see somebody hurt, go help them. Put yourself out of the equation. Pride and arrogance are the way of evil. That's what it says in Proverbs. I try to remember that all the time. Hmm. So if you guys wouldn't mind standing. Um, I had, let's see, what time is it? Ooh, I'm going to get you out of church early today. We're going to just pray, um, and then we're going to be dismissed, and we can hang out. Don't spit on each other or anything like that, please. If you do, spray somebody with Lysol in the face. I got some in my car if you need some or whatever you got to do. I'll tell you this much. I love all of you, and I just want us to be better. I want us to be better Christians. I want us to walk out of here. And I want us to be able to be marked by him. I want us to stop being so selfish. Stop being so prideful. It's about him. It's about him. You ain't going to get nowhere without him. I promise you that. So we're going to pray. And um, this week, Look at your life. And um, if there needs to be changes, then make those changes. If there's people you need to talk to, talk to those people. I know I'm not going to sit here and tell you any different, but I will do the same. And um, let's not look at pride as something that's just okay anymore. Let's look at it as something that is killing us inside. So, God, we love you. God, we thank you for this morning. God, don't let our hearts swell up. God, you are the prime example of what humility is. God, if we're, not, if we're looking to the left or we're looking to the right, we're looking in the completely wrong direction. We need to be looking at you. If we're looking at the things that we have or the things that we don't have, God, if we're looking at our shame, if we're, we're looking in the wrong place. The cross took care of everything. And we as people, we need to be more thankful. God, our world is slowly falling apart. You can turn on the TV and see it. You can go out in the street and see it. God, it's time for a little kindness. It's time for us to be the church. It's time for us to buckle up. This is what we were, this is what we were meant for. When the world is broken, we bring you to them. Because in my own right, in my own strength, I have nothing. I have nothing to give. But God, when I am weak, you are strong. When I can't see, you see for me. I sing about it all the time. Lord, let us depend on you and your faithfulness. The truth, God, that you speak. 
so that when we go out into the world and we go out into the crazy, as I call it lately, God, that we will be marked by you. And as much as we're not supposed to be by each other, we should rub off on other people. Not good advice right now. Don't rub on people. But God, we love you. And God, we want to be humbled. So God, whatever that is in our lives, God, bring us to our knees. God, show us what that is. God, don't, don't be tame with it. Show us our hearts. So God, that we can move forward and that we don't have to keep carrying this with us. We love you. God, we are so thankful that we can come this morning and that we can um, just hang out with you. I mean, it is so cool after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of just being at home. Um, and um, God, we just wanna quickly pray for Aaron and Emily. God, that you would bring him back safe because I don't want his job. And um, he's way better at it than me. And um, bring him and Emily and Easton all home safe so that next week we can hear what God has put on his heart. And um, God, we just pray for our community. We pray for all that's going on in it currently. And we just pray that, God, that you would just send your spirit out, that you would... God, that you would um, heal the broken. Um, God, that you would heal the proud, the, the prideful people. And God, that you would do what you do best, and that is just come after them and um, love on them. So, God, we thank you. We love you. God, in your name, amen, amen. So, we didn't sing a song at the end, so hopefully you aren't counting on that. Um, but we love you. Um, I want you guys to have a great week. Um, and um, I get to do it again because he's probably watching, but my mom and dad are probably watching. And so um, um, I'm not a, I didn't become a, 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 a criminal mom and dad. See? So. I may look like one, but I didn't become one. So I love you guys. Thanks for watching. Um, and um, hang out if you want, like I said. Um, and um, we are glad that you are here. We want to see you guys next week again. Um, I promise it will be 10 times better next week because I won't be in charge of all of this. Um, so um, we love you, and I hope you have a good day.